Welcome to the second season of Big Business Insights, the old mutual corporate podcast where we discuss issues that concern senior decision makers, particularly human capital managers in large enterprises. Each episode focuses on one topic that is top of mind for today's business leaders, aiming to provide you with key insights to improve your employees' work experience and financial wellness. Make your business fit for the future as you navigate towards it. I'm Blessing Utete, and today we're talking about the general state of South African employees' financial wellness and how employers can empower their employees to live better. I'm in studio with Dr. Frank Magwegwe, popularly known as Dr. Mags, a personal finance and employee wellness expert. He's also a financial planning researcher, a life planner, an educator, and an academic. Welcome, Dr. Frank. Fantastic. Thank you for having me. What a wonderful topic we're going to talk about now. Great. So, so I think this, the conversation we really want to touch on is this issue of financial wellness. Uh, could you give us a sense of what is the temperature at the moment? We've heard banks release results, increasing provisions for debt, uh, uh, impairment. Uh, could you just give us a sense of where, where we are as a, as a country at the moment? I think we're in quite a challenging situation, blessing at the moment, because one of the indicators, as you have just indicated, as showed, is this idea of People owe money and they are struggling to pay back. And that's already a number that's watched for when uh, banks release their uh, annual financial statement. But that's really, for me, just the tip of the iceberg. By the time banks are chasing a consumer who perhaps is struggling with a personal loan, with a credit card, with a home loan, a lot of other things have happened. In other words, these consumer either they are struggling to put food on the table they are struggling to pay school fees. They are struggling to pay rent, water and lights. So generally in South Africa at the moment, what we are seeing is difficulties around consumer financial awareness, primarily a blessing driven by over-indebtedness. And the interesting thing about the over-indebtedness is that because of the sharp rise in interest rates that we have seen, mm. consumers are actually using credit for some of their day-to-day expenses. So mm. I'm talking getting groceries, I'm talking buying food, I'm talking paying for school fees. Typically what you should be able to provide for within your cash flow, we're seeing a lot of consumers using debt to be able to survive from one month to the next. Mm, very challenging times. I mean, if we just bring it closer to the state of an employee from a financial wellness perspective, I mean, what does that mean for then the, the person that's sort of going to work every day? And from an employer perspective, what should I be you know, looking at and what, what should I be worried about? You know, I always say to employers, one way to think about financial wellness, firstly, just kind of, Unpack it. What, what, what do we mean when we're talking about financial mm. wellness? We're essentially talking about a couple of things, blessing. Mm. The first one we're saying is the employee spending less than they earn. That's one of the pillars of financial wellness. Because when you spend less than you earn, you've got more that you can save for, but also to service debt with. That's mm. one of the things. Mm. Then the second thing we say, does this employee have money put aside for emergencies? One of the big challenges that 
employees face. Should I come across an emergency? It could be a cracked windscreen. It could be, I've got a little one who's lost school shoes or a bag. I have got a relative who needs me to help them. Most people at the moment in South Africa, they can come up with 2,000 for emergencies. And therefore, what do they do? They go and get loans. So a key measure is if you save for emergencies. A third one is do you have debt that you feel is manageable? You know, the sense of I have too much debt is a stressor for many people. And at the moment, many employees are finding that they have too much debt, mm. especially when interest rates went up as much as they did. The fourth thing that we talk about when we're talking about this idea of is somebody financially well? We are saying, do you have a plan to manage your finances? Are you working with a financial planner, with a financial coach? Are you getting some sort of guidance? And then the final one, do you understand your relationship with money? Because each one of us, we've got a unique thing that drives our relationship with money. It could be money stands for security. It could be money stands for power or money stands for status. So an employer needs to have a sense around those five dimensions. What's happening in my organization with regards to financial wellness. And for, uh, Doc, how do I get a sense, how, as an employer, how do I get a sense of that? I mean, what, what are some of the yeah. things that I look at? What are the metrics that one could look at to say, this is, this is where this, my, my employees question. are. We need a deep stick. Uh, yeah. We need to know yeah. where are you. So there's a number of things you can do. Those five dimensions I mentioned, you could have a short survey that you confidently launch within your employee base and you get a lot of data from those simple five questions. Let's pack that aside as one of the things. What's the other thing that you can actually see happening in the organization? One, absenteeism. There is a direct relationship between experiencing high levels of stress, financial stress, right? Because there is a correlation. But if I'm going through a lot of financial stress, it means my financial wellness is low, right? Mm. Because one of the markers that we use or one of the uh, guidelines for if you have high levels of financial wellness, you've got low stress. So absenteeism is often a marker of that, right? An employee who's struggling with financial is affecting them mentally. Mm. They've got a lot of worries around it. It's affecting their parenting. It could be even affecting not only their mental health, also their physical health. So look into your absenteeism, mm. right? Because often employees have data on that. That's one. Another interesting one, blessing, is working very long hours. Oh, wow. Okay. Right? <laughs> How does that one present itself? It presents itself in the way that I've got so much financial stress. I feel I don't want to make any mistake. Imagine with my financial stress, if I lose my job, oh, yes. things will even get worse. So often that's a sign of someone who might be going through long hours, you know, at work. Someone looking off at eight, early in the morning at six. A manager should pick that up and have a dialogue that's safe with the employee. Which brings me to a third one, blessing, that one of the key roles an organization can give to a manager is to make it safe for them just to dialogue about finances. And often it's about the manager making it safe. Also just, your things are so tough for us at the moment. Interest rates are going up. Mm. I wonder what's happening to car loans. I wonder what's happening, you know, to home loans. So for me, those three things can really play a key role as a sign of what's happening. Do a survey if you can. Have your own manager talk to employees in a safe space. 
that's also quite important. And as I've said, watch those employee records. What's happening with long hours or absenteeism? Yeah, that's, that's very insightful. Uh, I think the, the, the challenge is always that employee, there's stigma around yes. wellness. And finance finances, employees yes. don't want to say these yeah. things. They don't want yeah. to show up and yeah. tell their manager that I'm actually, I'm actually struggling. Yeah. But if you've got these other metrics that you're talking about, it can complement. Not only does answer. it complement it blessing, but what I've also seen in practice is you're quite right that one of the big stigmas is think about it. If I come to you as my manager mm. and I say to you, yo, I'm struggling, you know, a debt collector just called me and I'm at risk of losing my car, right? I've been vulnerable. Mm. I've shared that with you. At the back of my mind as an employee, I'm saying, could this be used against me, right? In my role at the workplace. So the role of the manager to make it such, it all happened to us. Often, interest rates going up is, you, you didn't do anything about it. It's an external factor. That's now worsening your financial situation, which means you now have low financial health. When the manager presents it on an ongoing, but not as a once off, almost like if a campaign mm. to make it safe, to make it okay to talk about finances and stress in general. When you make it safe like that, it helps with reducing the stigma and you can find more employees putting up their hand that, Oh, by the way, I'm also struggling. And of course, I need help. And coming up with proactive ways we can help them with that, yeah. But stigma is a big challenge. Mm. And the, st- the the mental mental issues that come with uh, you know financial wellness or lack of it, yeah. that's Massive. another aspect that that is that's concerning. A huge thing, and blessing for me, one of the most misunderstood concept. Let me tell you why I say that. When an employee is going through a lot of financial stress. They show up at work. And often that showing up makes the manager and generally the company, right, not realize the fact that I'm here. It doesn't mean I'm not struggling with financial stress. I'm here because I must show up at work. But I'm showing up with so much going on. You know, I did a scary statistic. Something like just under 20% of South Africans say, and this is a representative sample of South Africans, I show up at work, but I think I spend at least 15 hours at work in a month worrying about finances. My car might be repossessed. What about my home loan? What about school fees? So the person is physically there, but they are absent, right? Presentism in other words, because they are so consumed. Think about the impact on client service. Think about the impact on safety. Think about the impact on customer service, on innovation, on creativity, when you have someone who's mm. so consumed by their problem. Yeah. So employees, employers often don't realize that I might be here, right? But I've got so much stress. So one of its impacts, to answer your question directly, is the bottom line. Mm. Engagement, creativity, safety, that's one. The other one is that this employee who's so consumed with stress about their finances. Think about the dy- team dynamics blessing. Oh, yes. Yeah, because yeah. when you're going through a lot of stress, what happens to you? You're highly irritable. Mm. You've got a short fuse, right? And often that shows in interactions within the team. And finally, just to pause and to get companies and managers to reflect. These individuals that work for you, they are parents, they are caregivers, they are siblings, they are active citizens, right? Imagine the impact, not only at work, 
of high financial stress on their mental, yeah. on their physical, and on their parenting. So it's really incumbent upon organizations and managers to help employees, to help them to reduce their financial stress and improve their well-being, their financial well-being. Because it's a win-win yeah. for the company, for the manager, for the employee, and they, I say, for the nation, for the nation when we yeah. reduce levels of financial stress. Yeah. yeah. And I think you, you, when you started off, you, you spoke about the issues around savings yes. and, and, you know, how, you know, people move from, you know, lack of saving yeah. to, to getting to, to saving. Yeah. I, I think one of the things that we pick up is certainly from a retirement perspective yeah. is that, um, often the, an, an employer has put in front of their employees, flexibility yes. and the ability to make certain choices in their, in their retirement fund. But often those choices that an employee makes, they just cannot make the right choices because yeah. of the financial, financial wellness. And I know that's a topic we are very passionate about, right? Yeah. Just the fact that when we help employees to save, for me, it's not only the behavior to save, we are improving their financial wellness. Mm. When we improve their financial, we're reducing stress. So their human dignity, their parenting, their relationships, they all benefit. Let's go back to choice and why often it's a challenge for employees when they've got so much choice and they mm. often make the wrong mm-hmm. decisions. Why is it that at the core of it, it's not so much that there's too much choice. It's the fact that when employees are struggling with financial stress, what the mind does, the psych, it just says to us, focus on the day today. Yes. Why should you think about retirement? Focus when on your today. car might be repossessed. <laughs> yeah. oh, you, you might have to take your kids out of private school. Yeah. Why are you thinking about retirement? Who see retirement in the future? Mm. Your home might be at stake. The, the stress of finances. And the pressure that it's bringing in a marriage, for example, all those things are put your eyes on today. And therefore, I look at my today and I say, no, I'm going to go to HR. I'm going to ask them that may I please reduce my contribution to to the lowest possible so that I get more cash at the end of the day. Forgetting, yes, I'm getting more cash today, but it means when I get to retirement, I won't have enough because I was, I was getting cash today. And I think for me, helping employees see that balance that we can't wait for financial stress to end. Then we start saving more for the time. We need to be able to do both. So yes, maybe we shouldn't take the highest level of contribution, but maybe something moderate and deal with our finances. We got to deal with both today and the future. Why? Because the future creeps upon us. And before we know it, we're close to retirement. So the message for me, employers must drive, is the ability to do both. And how do we do that? Through financial education. Because often employees don't realize. By me putting 100 rands more today in savings for my retirement fund, Mm. it gets compound interest. It grows. It benefits. And therefore, the power of doing both will save me well at retirement. Yeah. No, very, very important. And I think for, for us in this field, it's, yes. it's really about being conscious about how you set some of the defaults that we yes, set. Absolutely. Because often this issue of flexibility yeah. maybe does go too far yeah. in an extent because some people can't save themselves yeah. from, from just 
contributing at the lowest levels, as Absolutely. you said. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so really, really important, important aspects to think about when you apply your minds to yeah. how much choice and, and, and what are the parameters of that choice you're giving. In the number of times you've mentioned default blessing, it's so aligned to the psychology of money, to behavioral finance, where they're saying often it is helpful for the consumer, the employee's financial wellness, when we say to them, it's very interesting. Mm. Remember we spoke about maybe contribute in the middle. Yes. So you said the default is contributing the in middle. In the middle. If you don't want to contribute in the middle, you have effort to go and reduce it to the low or to higher. And people often, that effort, they don't like to spend energy on that. Yes. And therefore you find the majority contributes at the middle. Yes. So that power of default is very important. May I also bless because I know it's very close to your heart. The power of default, often for young people, you know it very yes. well. Young people go in, what do they want? Lot of cash yes. at the end. Net, Again, net salary. <laughs> net salary must be high. Yeah. We need to put them on a default that says, when you are at this age, this is how much equities you need exposure to in your retirement fund. Because often, I have seen young people coming in, and they don't think a lot about it. If there's no default, and perhaps their risk tolerance is a bit low, what do they do? They choose something that's got high exposure to cash and uh, money market. Yes. And that won't make you retire well long when you get to retirement. So a default that has got the right exposure for the person's age in equities also plays a big role in making sure that they retire well and have less financial stress. Yeah, very important inside that because, I mean, really, it's it's all the various components of a retirement fund. So it's contribution rates, yes. it's investments, yeah. uh, even risk benefits. Absolutely. You know, at age, at what age do I need so much, so much cover? Should I be having this much cover when I'm closer to retirement? Those types of things Absolutely. really need Critical, some support right? to, to help yeah. from, from the education perspective. I was going to say that you see the role of education. We were chatting earlier on that part of what we want to see employers doing and you do it very well as consultant, is to say also to individuals, we know protection is very important, whether it's group life cover, it's critical illness cover, or just final cover. But to get people to understand that before they go and buy up, in other words, buy outside, can they make sure they understand what they have within the company as well, starting as that basis, because you know, we don't want to be over-insured. We just want that right amount of cover. And that's so important as a message also to employees. Check what you have from a group life cover perspective, and then you feel that is adequate or you need to top up, then go and check what's available outside. Yeah. We've spoken quite a bit about education now. Yes. I, I mean, maybe can you, in closing, can yeah. you just talk about what are the components of a proper yeah. financial wellness education program? Yeah. I think for me, blessing, it starts with proactiveness. What I mean by that? It starts with realizing that people are busy running their lives. And so when we wait for them to find themselves, maybe I feel I've got too much debt, or I want to buy a car, but I don't quite understand what a balloon payment means, or I want to buy additional life cover, but I don't understand what underwriting is. We should not wait for them to get to those points and they come to us. So for me, the first thing is design an interactive, proactive financial wellness program. What are its components? Number one, we do a deep stick in the organization. We identify the presenting problems. What, what, what do people 
people want to learn about. And that deep seek blessing, we also ask them what they want to learn about. For me, that's very important. So proactive, do a deep seek. Mm. Then once you have done that, you now know the topics. They should be offered both face-to-face because there is something about face-to-face and storytelling, Mm -hmm. but there should also be a place Perhaps an online portal where I can go and do continued education for myself yeah. because people want to consume education differently. Videos, text, infographics. Finally, we need financial education that shifts behaviors. How do we do that? As they are consuming that education, it's very important for the employer to constantly do short surveys. For example, at the beginning, you asked how many of you employees have emergency funds. Mm. Then you do an intervention training for six months, ask the very same question again, and you can actually start seeing the impact. impact Contribution to pension fund. Who has increased their contribution? Who has reduced debt? So we want to see a link between proactive financial education and improved financial behaviors and continued deep sticks help with that. On that note, thank you very much, Doc. It's been a Fantastic very insightful conversation. Here. Thank wow. you for so much. And what a topic you've put yeah. on the table, right? <laughs> Making sure employees and employers take financial wellness of their people at heart. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Big Business Insights. I hope this helps you do big business better. Follow the All Mutual Big Business Insights podcast and toggle on notifications to get the alert when a new episode is live. To find out more about Old Mutual Corporate, visit oldmutual.co.za forward slash corporates. Old Mutual, do great things every day. Old Mutual Life Assurance Company, South Africa Limited, is a licensed FSP and life insurer.